0: Today's episode of Locked On Box is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring launching exclusively on january 18th at bluenile.com this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on january 18th and you can preview it exclusively at bluenile.com
1: Locked on Bucks. It's Frank Madden. It's Solopod. My co host Keith Pittman is busy covering the Australian Open. As one does, when one is Australian, you cover the Australian Open. That's what you do. Uh, I am coming to you following the Bucks' 134 106 win over the Portland Trailblazers. A sigh of relief game. A uh, all is right with the world, maybe, game. Uh, this was the fourth consecutive Bucks game in which a team hit 20 plus threes. Thankfully, it was the Bucks doing the job tonight, hitting 21 out of 42 from deep. The Blazers, a slightly more modest 15 of, I think it was, was it, 15 of 42? Uh, didn't look promising though at the start. Bucks, uh, having conceded three straight games of 20 plus threes allowed a lot of anxiety. Let's be honest. There's been a lot of anxiety in Bucks Nation these past few days. Um, I, well, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about, especially the three point defense issues, which which have obviously been getting the, the most of the airtime of late. But um, tonight, not the most promising start. Bucks take a 46-36 lead after one quarter. Blazers hit six out of eleven threes, and if you were feeling like man. Does, does every team just hit all the threes against the Bucs? Is that just how this is going to be? You, you would have been forgiven if, if, for feeling that way. It, it's, it's kind of felt like that way of late. Uh, Blazers were without CJ McCollum tonight, without Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins, long-term injuries for those guys. Um, I mean, let's be honest, the, from the three-point perspective, obviously McCollum was, was the big absence. Uh, although Nas Little, of all people, second-year player, had never scored more than 12 points. He hit five out of seven threes tonight for a career-high 30. So they had some unexpected production. But overall, uh, Dame was obviously the focal point of the Bucks' defensive effort. And Drew Holiday, as he has done uh, repeatedly in recent years, once again gets the best of Lillard. Holiday, 10 out of 14 from the field, 22 points in 30 minutes. Um Bucks really, well, not surprisingly, obviously made it a focal point to try to contain Dame. Just 6 out of 13, 17 points and 7 assists in 27 minutes. Dame, Dame was a minus 32 in this game. Drew Holiday plus 34. Third straight game here where Drew goes for at least 25 and 5. He had 22 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals. And, uh, if you guys might recall, you know, Drew pretty much wrecked Dame uh, a few years back when the Pelicans and Blazers met in the playoffs Blazers were very unexpectedly swept by that Pelicans team and Drew was a huge huge piece of that the defense he played on Dame and closing that game that series out uh with 41 point effort uh, as the Pelicans went on to that first year that uh, first round win um tonight obviously far lower stakes than than that but encouraging certainly to say the least that the bucks get right defensively to an extent uh and again were they you know uh locking down everything all over the court no um were they as bad on saturday and even friday as uh as the the numbers the opponent shooting numbers indicated no but um you know, obviously at some point you can't just blame the opponent getting lucky. And tonight, um Portland again shot shot reasonably well, thirty-six percent on those forty-two threes. Um did do some damage on the offensive boards. Little and 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 iscanter uh did did some damage there, but overall uh Bucks just pretty much shot their way past the Blazers. they also had a twenty-nine to five advantage in fast break points. Um and really didn't need much from Chris Middleton and Giannis, as as is often the case in these games where uh, they become uh, very one-sided. Your stars don't even need to really put up big, big stat lines. Chris, 5 out of 6 from the field in 25 minutes, uh, 17 points, 9 assists, 5 rebounds, 2 steals, plus 26. So a very, very efficient, uh, low-volume shooting night for Chris. And Giannis, 8 out of 11. From the field didn't even take a three two out of three from the foul line 18.6 assists uh, just four rebounds and a plus 25 in those 26 minutes so really didn't even need a whole lot from those guys as the jekyll and hyde bench uh returned to to the positive side of the equation um you know we've known depth was going to be a challenge all year long and Certainly in, in some of these games, the lack of production from the bench has obviously been something we've talked about. I think, you know, again, in these games where the defense is really the problem, it's not really necessarily the, the bench not scoring as much as the fact that the bench does not really bring much to the table defensively. Um but tonight, Bobby Portis, twenty one points on thirteen shots, eight rebounds, a couple assists, couple steals, block had a <laughs> pretty hilarious just I don't know what he was credit for. He was credit for a steal or a block, uh, where he just, Anas Cantor just turned, tried to, to, to kind of get him to bite on a, a post move and turned back the other way. And Bobby just literally took the ball right out of his hands, uh, as Portis was a plus 31. He also had the, um, Matthew Delvedova Memorial, uh, steal and layup to end the first quarter because it was a dunk technically uh, as the Bucks capped off. Uh, that forty-six point first quarter explosion. DJ Augustine hit four out of six from three, also had five rebounds, six assists, plus twenty-two. He's obviously been a disappointment. So I'm sure seeing the ball just go in the hoop was probably a uh another very nice thing for DJ. And Bryn Forbes, who, you know, we've been seeing him contribute pretty consistently of late. He had five out of nine, including three out of five from three as he had uh, scored thirteen points overall. So again, that kind of trio of the the primary Summer signings uh, provided some, some help off the bench in the scoring department. And overall, you know, they didn't need a whole lot more than that. Uh, as the Bucks improved to, to 12 and 8. Um, and again, this is not a, of, by any means a full strength Blazers team. Uh, I, I feel like that's been the case of the Blazers pretty much for, I don't know, three years straight. Feels like they're always missing multiple guys. And uh, unfortunately, once again, uh, McCollum, Nurkic, and Collins out uh, for now.
0: All right, Frank, I'm going to jump in now and talk about betonline.ag, our fantastic sponsors of the podcast. And uh, I tell you what, when the Bucks got up by 39 points, those who had the Bucks by 40 plus in tonight's game against the Blazers would have been feeling pretty good. Unfortunately, uh, just to... A ridiculous, a weak, a soft 28-point win uh, for the Bucks in this one. But, of course, we do know uh, if you are into sports betting, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON To receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Pekowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes, Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts,
1: and I think you know the the defense on Dame. We saw, uh, you know, whether it's Brook Lopez or, or other big men coming up much higher, closer to the screen than you know you'd normally expect, uh, or or you know the way that we uh, at least typically have thought about the Bucks and the way they like to play that that drop coverage. Um, so again, Bucks came out with a plan to try to limit Dame. Um, he had a, an early very very deep three off a, a pretty deep screen just to remind you of how deadly he can be but uh as we've been seeing of late uh, kind of a mishmash of of switching and and kind of more vanilla defense that we've seen from the Bucks um as uh, as you know you you have to you have to try different things and i think that you know as we start to talk through that defense um Clearly they're not where they need to be. I think, you know, Eric, Eric Namer, our buddy had a good story, uh, on it and some quotes, um, from Giannis through others, uh, overnight in the athletic. Um, you know, they, they're clearly going through growing pains trying to figure out the switching that we've been seeing with, with a fair bit of regularity. I mean, they, they switched ultimately for probably most of that game, um, against Charlotte on Saturday. They switched for much of, if not most of that game against the pelicans on friday and you know here's the thing i mean even if you switch really well um you know if the problem is three-point shooting switching doesn't necessarily just you know clamp that down immediately you know i mean if you get a switch big man onto a guard or wing um they're generally going to be able to get a a three They maybe get that defender on their heels a little bit pull up for the three you know you're still going to be able to get threes i mean we saw Charlotte do that in particular. Uh Gordon Hayward, you know, pulling up on on big men who were out there trying to guard him. And again, they're not easy shots necessarily, but um they're makeable shots. And obviously the Bucks have run into teams that have been making shots. And you know, again, that, is there a bad luck component of that? For sure. I mean, you know, Bucks right now I think are allowing a League where forty-four percent on open threes. Last year they were at 37%. Um you know, on three point shooting, it you, you you can control maybe a little bit some of that, right? Um, obviously, if you give up way more open threes than everybody else, then yeah, your your opponent three point rate is going to three point percentage is going to be worse. But um, the, I'd say right now, just looking at those numbers, th- they're beyond you know just oh the bucks aren't executing. It, there, there's there's a bit of both here, um, and uh, in aggregate they're about 4% worse in terms of their opponent 3-point percentage and and here's the thing i mean the bucks right now like i said they're 15th in the nba in defense they're at about 110 points per 100 allowed they allow right now they're they're allowing pretty much the same number of 3-point attempts as last year right so i think this idea that they are the teams are just manipulating them and and you know working working the ball around and getting more more shots up to exploit that I don't know that that really bears out in the data, just in the sense that if teams were really playing for the three-pointer, you would expect them to shoot more three-pointers, right? But they're not shooting more, but they're just shooting better. And so are better shooters taking those shots? Possibly, right? Especially if you're switching, you're not going to give up as many of those pick-and-pop threes to big men. So to some extent, anecdotally, you're probably trading some Wide open big men threes for maybe contested, semi-contested wing and guard threes. Um, you know, how, how that trade-off works out for you, I I can't say for sure without, you know, having a lot better data, which I don't have as far as the the actual shooters who are taking those shots. Um, but again, anytime you're, you know, kind of like in that pretty much worst in the league category as far as how well the opponent is shooting, um, from three, whether it's open threes, whether it's overall, um it, there's at least some of a, of a luck factor there and so again you, you know you can you can only kind of blame bad luck so often in the playoffs like we always say the playoffs are a series of small sample sizes so uh um, you know you can you can get bad luck uh enough bad luck can get strung together before you know it you're out of the playoffs um and that that's just kind of the reality but um but it's 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 a you know it's it's something the bucks obviously are gonna have to continue to refine, I think again the upside is they are trying different things they are switching they are playing different looks they're having to get reps doing different things in ways that maybe they didn't do certainly nearly as much the past couple of years, and so certainly it doesn't doesn't look good right now, but i I would say it's better to get this you know worked out now try to try to get ahead of it versus in the playoffs you know having to break the glass and and go to a switching approach that you barely tried over the course of the season um and i think you know it was looking at the numbers And last year the bucks gave up the most open threes in the nba almost 21 a game this year they're actually allowing fewer open threes they're down to 19 a game um, which i think is sixth worst so other teams have gotten you know, basically are allowing more than they did last year, so there's just generally been this trend of you know more open threes being allowed at least so far in the season uh but the bucks are actually not in that group; they're actually allowing fewer open threes, but as I mentioned, teams are just punishing them when they do get those open looks much more than they did a year ago, and in general, teams are hitting more threes uh than they did a year ago, even though the attempts are flat so Again, is that bad luck is is there something happening there where better three point shooters are taking those shots again at a minimum i think there's there's at least certainly some bad luck component to that um how long that lasts or doesn't last I don't know right you really can't can't count on that to just immediately kind of mean regress and uh and and work back in your favor um but it's certainly the net net has been obviously the bucks defense has been challenged and and I think that's also obscured the fact that at the rim, even though their points in the paint numbers are still very good, um, you know, they're allowing, I think five or six percent better uh, at the rim this year than last year. And you know I think probably a big part of that is simply you look at personnel, right? You're basically swapping Bobby Portis in for Robin Lopez, Lopez, who's a very good rim protector versus Bobby Portis, who is not a good defensive player. Not surprising that you would have a harder time uh, protecting the paint, protecting the rim when you do that. And obviously the trade-off is that Portis is bringing you more offense um, as he did tonight.
0: Well, speaking of rim protection, Frank, if you need new rims for your car, there is only one place to go and that's rockauto.com, the family business that has been serving auto parts customers online for 20-plus years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the professionals as they are for the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box and they know we sent you. That's locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box and they'll know you came from us. Amazing selection, amazing selection, Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. East meets West on Locked On NBA Tuesdays. West Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News and host of Locked On Warriors, joins David Rammel, host of Locked On Heat, to tackle the biggest NBA stories of the day, coast to coast. Subscribe to Locked On NBA podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The obvious question with this team is how good can this team be defensively? We know that they could be historically good based on what we saw the past couple of years. Um, but right now they're obviously struggling to kind of figure out what does that new identity look like? Um, if it makes you feel better, they're just as bad as the, as the Raptors and better than the Heat. The two teams who's defensive, um, who, you know, I think you talk about Eric Spolster and Nick Nurse look like certainly much more, um Malleable, uh, defensive minds than, than Mike Budenholzer, uh, and they're both obviously, both those teams are kind of going through different things, especially with the heat and some of the injuries. And Jimmy Butler just returning here, uh, I think last game from, uh, health and safety protocols. But, um, I, I don't know. It could be worse, guys. You, again, as good as those coaches are, their teams are even worse defensively than the Bucs right now. Um, so it's, it's just a strange, I mean, it's a strange time in the league right now, I think in general um you know last year i thought it was interesting uh you know teams that that gave up a lot of threes were able to still play at a higher rate because of basically taking away everything else and obviously the bucks are a good example of a team right now that that's their philosophy but it has obviously not translated into uh into success in the regular season or at least consistency in the regular season so far um and you know ironically like 12 and 8 i mean they're it's not like the Bucs are are buried in the standings here so far. I think the interesting thing has been how many other teams have been struggling, and the Bucks, for all of their problems, are second in the east still, uh, two and a half behind the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, it's It's kind of strange that there aren't uh, I don't know in the East that you know it'll, to think that the Nets, Celtics, Pacers in particular, um, those teams have have really not kind of put it all together so far and and again part of that is also because of uh covet issues and things like that but um it's been it's been hard finding that level of consistency bucks still have by far the best net rating in the east for whatever that's worth uh and actually they have the best net rating in basketball (laughs) or at least the best the best raw point differential in basketball again so the offense tonight shown and it has done that so often so far this season which um Again, maybe he's getting a little short shrift just because of the concerns around the defense, which are understandable, uh, given what we're used to seeing from this team. So yeah, I think, I think the only thing you can say is we just need to see more from this team. We just, you just hope that you get more consistency, uh, from them as they get more reps and get more familiarity with one another and, and with, uh, with the kind of different things that they're doing systemically. Um, because again, it's still pretty early in the season. You want to keep racking up wins and certainly, um, building up some a base to to kind of help you in that race for home court advantage um and so far as much as the bucks have underwhelmed um they're still they're still okay in in a decent spot at least but again you you don't want to go too long here especially with this team i mean they're used to winning they're used to being really good in the regular season um you hope that obviously uh they figure it out sooner rather than later and, and start to get a little bit higher level of consistency and again we're a bit spoiled right last year, right and this team was thirty eight and what was it thirty eight and six at one point last year um they were fifty two and eight at one point last year. they're now twelve and eight, so they'd have to win their next forty forty games to match where they were a year ago. Um, don't foresee that happening, but uh again that that's okay there there's no titles handed out during the regular season, but certainly to see the bucks headed in the right direction sooner and later is obviously a pretty important thing. Uh, if only for our mental health, right. Um, to make these uh, a little, a little bit more enjoyable podcasts to, to have to go through. So, um, and anyway, we can park it for there. We, we've got all year to complain about the bucks defense. Um, and I'm, I'm sure we'll find more opportunities to, to muse on that. Um, I think again, I, I tweeted about over the weekend, I think the the variability in, in some of the schemes, coverages, I think is helpful. Just getting the team used to doing different things, the communication required to to switch really well, I think is underrated. Um, and, you know, I, again, I think you're, you you do not want to be grading on a curve, but, but you obviously hope that um, they get a little more fluency with them, with each other as, as the season goes on and get a little more consistent in that regard. And I think the other piece that, that I'm curious to continue to watch for is just, you know, can you also help more intelligently, such that you know, if it's a guy going at Brook Lopez, uh, you don't always bring that extra body, especially when it's you know coming from areas where you really can't even change the play, but you leave a guy open then for a kickout, something like that. So um, that that to me is the other kind of big piece. of This is just the extent and way that the Bucks help. Um, you know, I think to be clear, the Bucks have too many poor defenders. Uh, especially with that bench not to have a scheme that, that helps you know you can't just put everybody on an island and expect everybody to be drew holiday or, or Giannis or whatever um you know you have to have a, a a competent help scheme in the nba uh but you can also be smart about it. and i think that's one thing that obviously uh, you'd say the bucks maybe have not done to the extent that they should uh over the past even over the past year you know before when when they were playing at a high level defensively, you could still call that uh, as an area where they could improve. So, um, so we'll leave it for there. Uh, next game up against, I believe, the Pacers on Wednesday. So we'll be back for that. Um, but but yeah, t- take a sigh of relief here, Bucks fans. You know, just for one night, you didn't have to watch the opponents uh, bomb the Bucks into oblivion with uh, with three pointers. So um, you know, hey, that, that that was kind of fun. The Bucks Bucks and win Games, guys. It's okay. Uh, Have a good one. Enjoy your Tuesday or whenever you listen to this. And uh, again, this is Frank Madden for Locked on Bucks. We'll be back with you soon.
0: Today's episode of Locked on Bucks is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today, Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring launching exclusively on January 18th at bluenile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th and you can preview it exclusively at bluenile.com.